Hello and welcome to the Daily Phys Ed Podcast for Thursday the 8th of February. My name is Nathan Horn from iPhysEd.com and this is the Daily Phys Ed Podcast, a daily physical education podcast where I share with you reflections on my teaching practice, tips, techniques, strategies, technology tools, and all other things physical education. Thanks for joining me for another episode. Today was a bit of a different day. It was our student-led conference day here at Meta Ridge School in British Columbia, Canada. If you are unfamiliar with student-led conferences, they are a little different from your traditional parent-teacher conference or even parent-teacher-student conference, a three-way conference, they are student-led. This means that the teachers really play no role whatsoever in the conference. It is up to the student to uh, share their learning with their parents. Now, this can be done in a variety of different ways. Generally, in a classroom setting, students are going through their portfolios or some of their uh, work samples that they've chosen ahead of time that they can share with their parent um, and, and show their parent the learning process that they've gone through. Uh, if it's a piece of math work, maybe showing them how they uh, solve a problem. If it's a piece of writing or some artwork, um, again, sharing the, not only the final product, but the process which they went through to uh, create that final product. So in a physical education setting, um, the same thing can apply. It can be students looking at portfolios, or it could be them uh, sharing some of the learning experiences in being active that they experienced with their parents. I find with student-led conferences that often uh, they can tend to be a really fantastic opportunity for students and parents to connect with each other, but more often than not, um, as a teacher who is uh, present while these student-led conferences take place, it is often a very awkward um, exchange between parent and student, and I'm not sure how well uh, as schools we do in terms of educating not only the, the students but the parents on the purpose of a student-led conference and what a, a good student-led conference should look like. Uh, often it is the parent and student coming into the gym um, or the classroom and not really being sure what to do. So that being the case today I tried to set up my physical and health education student-led conference space in a way that would guide the students around and give them some ideas of different things they might like to do with their parent. Now as I mentioned yesterday during the student-led conferences Today, I didn't have uh, the regular gym. Um, I had our small dance studio gym, so it was a lot smaller. I didn't have a lot of space. I wasn't able to set up um, the, uh, as many activities as maybe I would have liked. What I did do, though, was I thought about the different units that we've uh, done this year, and I was thinking, well, what are some ways that I can highlight some of the important learning pieces that we uh, worked on as a class in those areas? And there were four main learning areas or units that uh, I was able to highlight today. The first one was de about developing physical literacy. So we, we started our year off really focusing on the idea of developing our physical literacy, developing our movement competencies, developing our confidence and our skills working with other students. So I uh, had a station for physical developing physical literacy. I had a station for uh, our net wall games unit that we, we took part in. And for that, I had uh, some spike ball equipment set up. 
I had a dance unit, uh, dance uh, station set up, um, which was highlighting some of the stuff that we'd done in our recent dance play residency, and I had a being healthy and active station set up where uh, students were able to share some of the different activities we'd done around measuring heart rate, as well as uh, to, uh, listing healthy and unhealthy foods and then grouping them into the different food groups. So those are the four stations that I had set up and to help students uh, navigate around those stations with their parents, I'd created a checklist. So as they entered the gym, the checklist was there for them to grab and it asked them to go around the gym and to tick off um, once they'd visited those four stations. Now at each station there were some more detailed instructions on some different choices that they had at those different stations. For example, at our physical literacy station, I wanted to highlight the Passport for Life assessment that uh, we used with all of the students earlier this year. And the Passport for Life assessment has four areas. So it has an area about active participation, living skills, movement skills, and fitness skills. So for each of those four areas, I had selected um, a different activity that students could do to share with their parents those different aspects of that assessment piece. So for movement skills, I was asking them to work on some throwing and catching with their parents and see how many times they could throw and catch a ball without dropping it. For the fitness skills, I asked them to have a plank challenge with their parent and see who could hold a plank position for the longest. This was, um, I guess, reflecting the core um, stability challenge that was part of the Fitness for Life where the students had to try and hold a plank for one minute. So asking them to do that with their parent is a fun competition. For the living skills section, I asked them to uh, share a goal with their parent that they had for themselves this year in terms of their physical literacy development. And then for the active participation section, uh, I took some of the questions from the active participation survey. So things like, how often do you take part in uh, team sports? How often do you take part in individual sports? In what environments are you more active? Um, how do you feel about your fitness? And I put them on some chart paper and put them on the wall and then asked students and parents to answer the, or to fill in those uh, surveys and, and put a tick in the different areas where they were, uh, where they felt they were. So that was one way that I gave some students some choice around the way that they were going to uh, share with their parents um, how they'd been developing their physical literacy. At the other stations, there was a similar, uh, similar sort of setup where there were a couple of different choices for things that students could do. At our dance station, I had two choices. One was for students to explain to their parents about the three rules of dance that we, uh, that we learned about last week with our dance play residency. Um, on the other choice was to complete a dance mirroring activity with their parents. And to help them do that, I, I uh, placed out some different movement cards that had different movement words on it, like curvy, uh, sharp, strong, up, down, levels, directions, lots of different prompt words that would help them in creating different dance moves that their parents could uh, copy. To help them do this, I had music playing throughout the, the day, so as students came into the gym, there was always music playing, which helped just to build atmosphere as well as um, help those students who were uh, using the dance station to uh, be able to use that music to dance to. For our healthy and active living station, we had uh, a couple of options. We had one which was um, taking part in a measuring your heart rate activity, which I'd done with the students earlier in the year where they completed different uh, basic physical activity things like uh, jumping jacks or walking on the spot or sitting down and then measuring their heart rate and seeing the different effects that uh, different types of exercise had on their heart rate. 
The other activity was uh, making a list of healthy and unhealthy foods and then taking those foods and trying to place them into the different food groups. So uh, they would fill in the sheet and then on the whiteboard, I had separated the whiteboard into the four different areas. So I had fruit and vegetables, grains, meat and alternatives, and milk and alternatives on the board and they were uh, trying to fill in those, uh, add their foods from their list into those different areas. And then finally, the spike bowl section, I uh, had that set up, uh, asking students to share with their, their parents how spike ball works, how to score a point, and then why spike ball is a netball game and how it's similar to games like tennis and badminton and volleyball. So they were our different stations. Um, some students came and did all stations, some students came and only did uh, one or two of the stations. But all in all, I think it was a big success. And I think setting up um, the instructions in a way that didn't require me as the teacher to engage with the parents and students was um, helpful in helping the student-led conference to run as it should, as a student-led conference and not as a teacher-led conference. So that was my day today. I'm now heading home. Tomorrow is a Pro D Day, Professional Development Day, and I'll be staying at school to work on some curriculum alignment and some collaboration with some of the other physical education teachers at the school. So until tomorrow, my name is Nathan Horn from iPhysEd.com, and I look forward to speaking to you tomorrow for another episode of the Daily Phys Ed Podcast, and I'll share with you uh, how I used my professional development day to improve my practice. Until tomorrow, this has been the Daily Phys Ed Podcast.